Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey, everybody. David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, we speak with Jake Olson, Sales Director with WHI Solutions, the maker of Next Part E-Commerce, a cataloging system you've probably used a thousand times. Jake talks about the multi-seller platform that they recently introduced and in classic ASOG podcast fashion, the conversation gets slightly derailed halfway through. Before we get started, please take a moment to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure that you're set to automatically download the latest episode. And now, here we go. So you started at eBay. I started at eBay. That's pretty cool. You know what? I Honestly, I just kind of fell into it. I was actually building custom homes in 2009. So oh, really? That's how that happened, right? Yeah. And uh, I graduated from the University of Utah a couple years earlier, and thank goodness I had a degree, just needed a job, and had no idea where it would take me. Right. It has been a phenomenal company. We do not say the A word in my house. I had to train my wife not to buy Amazon packages, and I would fuss at her every time she gets I can appreciate on the that very, very much. So, honey, like, this this puts food on the table. Like, do not buy from Amazon. Walmart, whatever. I don't care. But no, no Amazon for me. That's crazy. But it just, it's been a phenomenal career and started in Utah, Salt Lake City. And then uh, we regionalized our vehicles team, which was what, who I was working with at right. the time. So eBay Motors brought me out to Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, met my wife three weeks after I moved here, and we've got a two-year-old now, and I'm stuck. <laughs> wow, that's I, crazy, dude. I absolutely love Raleigh. This has been a phenomenal, like, it's a wonderful place to live and, and right? great people, and so we've, we've been really, really happy here. But then uh, four or five years ago, my boss uh, at the time, who now is with Phase Zero, I believe, but he uh, he recruited me. He said he, he needed someone to manage the uh, the sales for the East, and he and I had done a lot of events together because WHI and eBay are, are you know, one's a subsidiary. Um, 
but we'd done a bunch of events together. And he's like, man, I really like what you do. And you know, we, you, you know the vehicle side of the house. You want to learn the parts side of the house. But right. I known what he was, what I was getting into. I'd have probably told him <laughs> no. Right. Um, but it's been awesome, man. It just WHI is a phenomenal company to work for. We're, we're small, we're scrappy, we're lean, but we do a ton of business, and it keeps us keeps us rolling. So right. we've we've really enjoyed uh, the transition and got off the road, which was nice. Right, I was able to work from home. So yeah, so started working with them about well, five years ago, 2017, five almost. Right. Coming up. So now for those who don't know who WHI is, who's WHI? WHI is an e-bound company. We started as Wrench Hand Industries in the in the late 90s uh, dot-com boom. Um, was kind of going towards like uh, rock auto. Yeah. But uh, pivoted at some point and realized that uh, the cataloging was what drove the online experience. And so just started really focusing in on that. Um, was putting a lot of... Uh, catalog listings onto ebay us and uh, another competitor of ours um and then whi w- was uh, was acquired by ebay because they wanted right. that uh, parts and accessories catalog databases so they could power the you know pna vertical that you see today right so uh we came out with a, a product called next part we basically took all of that all of so we helped build the aces standard and everything that we have that that's powered through next part is is powered by aces data um we validate it. We've got 13 and a half million parts cataloged, um, about 2,000 catalogs. Um, it's a massive database, and we we do almost we, – we, we have to say we do $4.3 billion in e-commerce yearly, but we're tracking closer to $5 billion Holy this year. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. That's so insane. We work in the automotive sector, the aftermarket, and OE. Um, We've got a big contingent of heavy-duty uh, customers in, in the Pack Car Group and Volvo Mac and some other big sponsored programs in that uh, arena. And then we do, of course, we're an eBay-owned company. We push the most eBay listings uh, to the eBay Motors P&A uh, platform as well. So a lot going on, um, but yet we're a company of about 85 people. Holy wow, cow. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah so that's do that, nuts. Do that kind of volume. and <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that so nuts. we're scrappy and we work hard and, and it's – but, man, I'll tell you what. It's it's one of those things where I wouldn't say it's an us against the world mentality, but it's – we're proud of what we've got. We're proud of what Next Part is and we're proud of the name we have in the industry. And as I was saying when, we, when I came in, like – we've always been on the distributor side. Like it's really nice right. to see where that product lands and hear mm-hmm. people's experiences. And to be honest, to hear people's feedback, because right. that's one thing we don't get as much. Like we'll get a bug ticket or something here and there. Yeah. But when we hear something from a distributor, it's usually like, well, we want to enhance this. We're going to do that. Where, where the pain points are is not what we hear. Right. And, right. and we feel like we've got a really good UI, like a good user interface. And we feel like it's very user friendly. Yeah. But, where does it break? Where does it frustrate you? So it was really cool to talk to people. And I don't, I don't know if I got a lot of great, you know, negative feedback um, right. th- that I could use, but it was, you know, it was uh, just good to talk to people and see how they used it, who they're using it with. And and of course we just came out with our multi-cellular platform. So it was cool to like, Hey, you can do all this great stuff now. So that's pretty awesome. So do you integrate with any shop management softwares? Do you 45 plus. Wow. Yep. So we've got about 40 that are actually what we would call certified. And then we've got about another 10 that have a connection, but maybe they use their own UI. Um, And I keep saying UI. They use their own screen. They don't pop out the next part. Typically, when you integrate, you'll punch out. So Mm -hmm. you'll click a button. It'll move you. Yeah. 
um, out into next part that will take the vehicle with it. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Pick up what you need, and then there's a, either a transfer button or there's a, an order button. Um, if you just transfer it, pops it back in. You yeah. let the shop system do all its, you know, all of its uh, uh, markups and everything, and then you can usually do a one-click estimate print. Um, so, you know, those ones we call certified and that means that they also have access to a lot of the different things that we have because we have virtual inventory capability between distributors. So you can be someone that's totally not, you know, associated with this company, but yet right. you both have next part. So you can show the bigger distributors inventory as your own. So if you're a small job or store, you want to look like you're big and you got a lot of inventory and be the first call. Uh, so those types of things are supported. Um, so it's just, there's just certain levels, but, but we pretty much every major shop system note, uh, is, is integrated in an export or next parts integrated into them, I guess. Right. Have you ever used it? No, never. Really? Yeah. Never. I don't know that anything around me integrates with the next part. I'm not sure. I've never tried. Um, what, are you, what are you using? Napa, uh, advance and. So Napa is the one place where we don't have an integration. That's probably if I'd say any of them to note that don't have it. Although we are in discussions with them, Napa's been a, a, a customer and, and a, uh, you know, someone that we've worked with for years and years and years. And we actually have connectivity into every Napa store in the nation. Right. Um, you could buy Napa parts through through Nextpart. Right. Um, and now that we've come out with this multi-seller uh, platform, you know, they're doing some, some internal development because they understand what this is going to do. That's what the Napa trucks guy was saying. Like, they've sort of, like... They've expanded their <laughs> their options. Like they were very rigid yeah. and like, this is how we're gonna do it, and only this. And if they don't like it, and like Yeah. And it now they're way. like, no, no, we need to integrate with some of these other partners because yeah. we want to give our Napa uh the what do they call them? Napa car care centers, is it? Yeah, auto yeah. care. Auto care, yeah. They want to give them flexibility to to say, Hey, it's Napa's not the only option. We understand you gotta get the car out. Yeah. We understand. Yep. So yeah, that's cool. So like the big the big complaint, and this is 
like our last guest, I didn't want to tell him, but everybody bitches about this. Everybody bitches. I want to see everything on one screen. Are you guys going that route or are you going with the Everything's the in line. Everything's in line. So you'll make one search and then you will, basically the way it works, if you just think of a typical dashboard, let's say I have five vendors that are on there. Um, we don't we don't cap vendors. Um, not that it's a bad thing that they do. And we did build in admin controls that you can have child accounts. Right. So the manager's there and he sets everything up. The people that come in, you know, on their accounts are still in that account, so it's still one account to right. the to the to the store. Um, but they can't mess around with the with how That's he's got it all cool. set up, right? That's so, pretty cool. But it's, I mean, it's a fairly basic function, but it just keeps like I wouldn't want to have to go when you do all that stuff, or they accidentally delete one of the accounts. Now I got to right. remember where the password. Like this is kind of get away from all that. Yeah. So anyway, so you think of like five on the on the dashboard. You'll you'll sequence them just by dragging and dropping. So I want to see advanced first. I want to see blah 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 blah. Once that's done, then you'll go into the multi-seller catalog. It looks just like next part always did. Mm-hmm. You're make model. If the you know want to pop a VIN in there, um, you keyword search. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you're going to get to either like a group, subgroup, A to Z parts list. You're going to type in what you want. You get to your parts as soon as you get to the actual catalog results screen. You'll see all of your different uh, vendors in the order that you selected them. They'll be in alphabetical order in the – there's a little box on the left-hand side that basically has the sellers you have there. Almost so like it, a filter to back it in and out. Yeah, if you're like, if I kind of just want to see what Parts Authority has for these guys or I want to see what, you know, World Pack, you know, has. Um, so click on that and then it drops down or, or, you know, my local – Parts distributor, like my local Del, you know, Delco distributor, the parts house, like it doesn't have to be one of the big chains. Like mm-hmm. you can have a whole bunch of vendors in there. Yeah. So sometimes that gets a little much. And then right. we also built a function on the dashboard itself before you launch the catalog. You can actually deactivate certain sellers for the multi-seller lookup. And it makes sense if because that was some of the the on our in our beta and our pilot, that was some of the uh, feedback we feedback. got is that like I don't really want to see this guy every time I only buy, you know, filter or breaks or, or yeah, know, right. AC Very stuff from specific. him. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm accessing him like twice a week. Yeah. Okay. No, we're good. So you can just leave that one out. So, so it's almost like the flexibility and, and when you do look up parts, like I can, I can filter out by vendor. I can filter out like I don't need to see. And, and that's sort of like that. That's part of the complaint uh, that I have like with parts tech is. I can't, I can't do that. Like I can look, they've got jobs, but it's specified by them. Gotcha. So I can look at like you break replacement. Yeah. Break replacement. And then they, they list everything. If it's break associated. And it's so you end up with like 15, yeah, like it's 15 <laughs> miles long. of stuff you got to sit there and filter through where a next part, you can say, I just need pads and rotors because my pads come with hardware. If always specified, I already have everything else I need here. I don't necessarily need to do that, but because that's a job you do over and over and over yeah. again, or oil and filter, like you always select this brand of oil filter and you always want the drain plug. Yeah. Boom. The drain plug uh, gasket, maybe. Yeah. And it's just one click. So you See, have sort of that safe. functionality with with the vendors. Like. Now, now you can basically play the vendor in and out of there as well. And, and there's still going to be... So even though you're on the dashboard and and the typical way you're going to go in is the multi-seller catalog, each single line item of vendor has got its own launch button. So, you know, when you've got those favorite jobs made and, and if you think about this, if you remember the OE or excuse me, the connection site 
connection site, AC Delco has done a ton of development to that. They've got an illustrated parts catalog in there. They've got a whole bunch of features that are not in next part. They mm-hmm. spent tons of money developing pigtail references and all the, like all these yeah. things mm-hmm. that are really interesting. Um, and some of them are going to supply labor and some, you know, there's other things within those sponsorships that makes that individual next part site still work. Like I still want to access some of that info. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get the general look up, go for the parts, but there's times where you, especially like you were saying, like if I buy this same, you know, oil and, and filter, and you know what, I'm not getting it any cheaper than I'm going to get it from, from the parts house or XL parts or right. like, yeah. I know who I'm going for. I'm just going to click launch there. Cause if you search for oil and filters, you're going to yeah. get a lot 18, of results. 000, yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause everybody's got five or six on the shelf. So yeah, yeah you can do that. Very cool. That's, that's interesting. That's a unique feature Definitely. that you don't see in the market right now. Like well, that's. And, and to the, the other fact that, that, you know, it's odd because a lot of vendors or, or manufacturers probably wouldn't exactly feel 100% cool with it. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it, it does put all yeah, those. Did you get that together. pushback? That we, we, there's been a lot because we, we've been pretty upfront with this. This is where we're moving. This is why we're moving there. Every single major buying group, any major clients have all known about this for, for some right. time now. Right. There's some that are still not crazy about it. And I get yeah. it. Like, I, I understand. But I think the reality of it is, is this is what the market has demanded. Just listening to you guys actually reinforces everything that we kind of understood but right. hearing you as the shop owner saying, God, I did, if you could just do this, it'd be so much better. At some point, the consumer needs to be in control of the product, right? right? And so you guys giving us that feedback kind of validates, and thank goodness we didn't screw it up, right? right? Like validates <laughs> what, we've, what we kind of knew needed to happen. And so there has been a few negative reactions, but there's also a lot of people that are like, nope, we saw this coming. We're on board. Let's get going. Right. Let's and the, and what's funny is that those that don't kick against the pricks, for to use a, a, a term, there like that, you know, open arm. Let's get this done. Let's make it yeah. work. Let's help these guys go. Um, that that they're going to be the ones that actually see this as a very positive thing and are going to see their their sales grow because one of the things that's happened is that you know they've they've driven out with all these different avenues. You know, there's a lot of sales that have dropped off in certain areas within these right. distributors' uh, books of business, and we feel that look, if you're in line, you're the right place, you're the right time. It's you, your buyer behavior is not going to change, right? right? They're not going to all of a sudden yeah, just start buying true. from everybody else. They know who you are. They don't even have an account with whoever, right? They still got to go through that process and get set up, and they have to. You have to beat them on service and price. You've been selling to this guy for 15 years. He's not just going to jump ship. But when you don't have it. And there's that thing's in line and it works and we're coming close to a couple of them. We're hoping soon the others will will follow suit. It's development time and pipeline, right, for, for the SMSs. But as soon as that's in your SMS system, I mean, it won't be an easier way to buy parts. Simply won't. Right. You just click, boom, see everything, pick what I need and move on. And yeah. when you're the person sitting talking to someone – at the desk, you know, you're not on the phone. I do this because, you know, you right. kind of think that standard, way, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you're you're talking to a customer and you don't want to sit there digging through a bunch of different screens. Right. And I think I can get this. Like, and you got two people in the lobby, you know, it, it, we want to make this clean and easy. We want our sellers to to be there and to to make sure the shops are the ones that, that have what they need. And I think this helps with that. Well, and, you know, we talk about it from time to time on the podcast. We're kind of in the, the world of Amazon. 
no offense, sorry. Yeah, watch uh, it. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is very simply that, that consumers want what they want when they want it, right? And and we talk about it all the time that the fact you can look on Amazon, and and I know you, you don't look on Amazon, David, but uh, you, can, you can look on Amazon, and on Amazon you see the same product, exact same thing, different reviews, different this, different that from different sellers, and something compels somebody to buy it from X. And it's not always the cheapest price, right? And so I, I think that it comes down to choice. I think the guys in the shop want a choice. Yeah. And I, I think the consumer wants a choice, right? And I think this creates choice in a way that that we as a as a repair facility have not had. Right. Yeah. So that's really interesting because it gives you a whole different perspective. Well, we always, always had the choice, but it's just how easy it is. To, how easy it is. Yeah, that's, that's my point is that it, it was always it was always painful to then start having to call a shop store, store, yeah. store, store, so store. Next part started because we went to the distributors and said, we've got all of these, everything that you've got on your shelf. We've got catalog records for it. We're going to build a platform that makes it really easy for you to connect with a shop and everything that they look up is going to be right. Right. Like mm-hmm. this is what that ACES data does. And it grew and it grew and grew. And our relationships with our distributors are very, very strong. And we have been with them for some of them 20 years. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was a little difficult. Like you asked what that was. It wasn't just this. We actually, I remember being in a meeting with our uh, then, you know, GM and, and co-founder of the company, uh, Tony Perkin, who's not with us anymore. But we, uh, we, we went through and, and, and had this like, we should have sourced it. That's what we used to call it. Amazon piloted it. Or not Amazon. You got me on that. <laughs> AutoZone piloted it. Um, because they didn't want to turn anyone away at their stores. They right. didn't They didn't care where they had to source the part. If you call me, yeah. I'm going to have you what you need. Down. Yeah, no I matter what, that. right? And so they connected all these next part vendors in. And people were like, they're, they're, they want us to be in there. They want to buy our parts. Like, yeah. They're going to sell what they've got on the shelf. But they're not going to turn anybody away. Yeah. Right. And I was like, why do we have like – why don't we have this? Why isn't it free? Why isn't it out in the market? And it was kind of that that distributed relationship that we had to protect because they are the ones that built next part. But right. the consumer is the one that drives next part. So yeah. it was an interesting transition. But we're we're happy to be here. We're we're gonna we're gonna tell everybody we can and, and we wanna help everybody that that's there. We've got a team ready to if you get stuck on anything, we feel like it's fairly easy to set up, but you have to request some credentials from someone that you didn't, right. you know, buy from next part before. And, and some of the stores don't understand it yet either. Like a, a advance, you call them up like, no, just go to, you know, this pool or you call an AutoZone, go to AZ right. Pro. Like you got to ask for next part, next part credentials. So there's going to be a little bit of that. Um, but once the dashboard's set up, it, it couldn't be easier to use. So, we right. do understand there's some there's some friction there and trying to figure that out. So we have a team that's kind of we right. set time aside. It's our integrations team um, that that's very good at building all this stuff out. And we've said, look, we're going to give a subset of that bandwidth to basically anybody that calls in and wants to have us help through. We'll get on a, a you know a sh- screen share with them and like here's where you go to that. Like we we want to support this. We want people to understand it. We want to get going. So what, whatever we can do with that, we will we will gladly. That's do. pretty great. I'm surprised. Like he he said that the that AutoZone thing. I think it was with AutoZone at the time. I think they called it. We got it. That's yeah, what they I were think, calling it. I think they it. called it outside there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had they might have an internal name, but what they were pitching to the stores yeah. was, hey, when the customer asks, doesn't matter what it is, you you say we got it. 
and yeah, like the options on your screen, because they had that VDP, Vendor Direct Program, Vendor order, Direct, order, like yeah. you could order like weird stuff from, you needed a DZ running board, you could, on your screen, it would give you the option to just hit the button and it would end up shipping a, a DZ uh, running board directly <laughs> to your store. Like you had access to all this crazy yeah. stuff. I remember that. I'm so, sorry, I'm having like a nostalgia no, trip like, from like 15 I, years ago. <laughs> honestly, this is this is the cool stuff of like where you came up and how you got to where you're at and yeah. seeing all these different places where things have touched. That's it's cool awesome. that you guys were doing that for them on the is that is that what you were saying? Like that that's that was so you that, guys like building that for them to, Yeah, that sourcing back in was us. I'm not sure they may have had something else there because I don't know if it went back fifteen years. I'm thinking it's gone back quite a ways it was before i got here so probably seven or eight maybe something like that so i'm not sure if it was if, if that was our version but we yeah we've had this sourcing program with with Amazon for quite some time and I, I may be off it may have been but that long it, I, this was like i, was I never say 15 years evaporates like that. yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> they they switched to i think they call it znet i don't know like they're they're updated like windows looking software oh, okay i had already left so, the company yeah. but i i left the company and like a year later they put that out i was working on the ms dos looking like green <laughs> like green, green lettering going. black screen <laughs> that's what we used old as 400 as yeah. no no so o'reilly used to use as 400 and man I was fast at AS <laughs> You want to talk about? It's funny is the pads, legacy front, guys, pads, rotors, like the, the legacy guys that were eyes. used to the click pass. They kind of got frustrated when you could like actually see pictures of like our right. full catalog shows pictures. We've got tech oh, specs. We've got awful. We've got everything. It was and, so slow. Yeah. You know what? You know. Well, hold on. Let me let me backtrack. He's <laughs> just going. I'm trashing on you guys. But hold on. So when when so when I when I switched over to. I um I was with AutoZone. Everything was like, yeah, you would you would tank key everything. You so I I went to O'Reilly, and you would I, you memorized where everything was. Yep. You just knew where everything was. Like front brake pads was three, and then front pads was one. So you would just enter done. Like then the two year ninety seven. I think Chevrolet trucks was five, and like I'm so remembering all this. And then like C fifteen hundred was one. So like. And you know, like the same 10 cars would come in and you just, and it'd be on the screen and you'd flip it over and immediately the customer would go, wow. Like they, like, like and oh, then at that point you were like, wow, this is going to be an easy sell. No, 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 Mr. Customer, you need thermoquiets. And let me go ahead and tell you this. And let me tell you that. And like, they would immediately like, they would start buying because they saw how quickly you knew the catalog system. Anyway. So when they switched over to their, their fancy, like we're upgraded the catalog. They made the mistake of not like making the buttons the same. And so like, hey, we fixed it. We fixed it. Stop complaining. We fixed it. And we went right back to what we were doing. So you can either tanky or mouse. I've refused to use the mouse. (laughs) And I told my entire staff, I was in Collinsville at the time, my entire staff, I'm like, you keep tankying. It's like, guarantee you will not mouse click as fast as I can can tanky. And then this 17-year-old kid came to work for me. (laughs) Um, Holy crap, that kid could fly with the mouse. (laughs) He was nuts. He must have been a gamer or something. I have no idea. But he he would keep up with me toe-to-toe. Like, and he's 
I mean, just like he looked like a snore kid. Anyway, he was like, I can I can literally see in my head that plastic like yes. like smudgy cover on top of your keys just <laughs> pounding away and like the nine key sticks all the time and <laughs> yeah and and as the kid's beating david he's turning red and he's getting no red. i was so impressed i'm like dude did you just beat me in a look up and he's like yeah the, the mouse is faster i'm like the mouse is not faster he's like the hell it's not i just showed you like <laughs> it was plastic but you had the clicky keys uh, and that is so in right now. I don't know if you know this, but oh, mechanical keyboards, mechanical keyboards are taking a huge comeback. There's like, a whole really? subreddit about it. Whole subreddit. You well, can, yeah, you like can watch videos and and they have ASMR videos about the keyboards. The keyboards. <laughs> and and I'm not kidding. I open up my shop, okay, and of course all the keyboards that you can buy are this like these laptop and the you know and everything's all slick I can't looking. I had a clicky keyboard usb and my staff would complain yeah, because so i would start loud. typing like that is the worst keyboard and i'm like what are you talking about it's clicky this thing is awesome <laughs> and yeah i mean i eventually broke i had to get rid of it i couldn't I, i've got to have a clicky keyboard my fingers see clicky, I, like, I was always a hunt and peck guy i'm right? pretty fast now i'm 50 words a minute or so and i can i can pound through it but i never did it right you know i never learned like how to actually type right. i just got fast at, at yeah. doing it and now you've done it so long you can kind of feel it a little bit right but i got people that just sit there and like yeah what's going on and just pounding out an email and like yeah. you look and the whole thing's right but they do those same up top keys i can't i got these fat pudgy fingers and if i'm like clunk 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 so i'm pretty quick but they just sit too high for me and so i'm like try and get to this so uh, hey, I tell is you. Do you think that's what it is? Because I I took typewriting school or yeah. class in 100%. I think seventh grade. They're like old school typewriters. You, you have to go up on those keys. So I took the same class in seventh grade, but I didn't do well in it. And I never, never. I was always like I, I wanted to be outside and play basketball. I didn't want to be on a computer. Didn't know I was going to spend the rest of my freaking life on a computer. <laughs> God. <laughs> but seriously, like I just, yeah, you know, I, I got to, and I had the typewriter typewriter. Like they, yeah, you had to do yeah. the X out and zip and put it yeah. in and put the thing back in and measure it again. So you wanted to get it right. And so I, I learned on those, those big old typewriters and. Dude, I'm telling you, that is such an we're going, important We're scale. going back on the Snapchat. Hold on. I know, do you remember back. those word processors, those massive word processors? You would type in the information and it was just a single green screen and yes. you would type and it would fill out and then you would like, you hit like the automatic and then it would start actually typing on the thing. And it went and it went back and forth like this. Yeah. had the little ream paper. Yeah. 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 You don't remember any of that. Get no, out of I here. Do. I do. My brother was a computer geek. So he had all of this lined Old up. Old school the- Tandy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. And and, and look, I, you know, I mean, now. There were $7,000. <laughs> look at technology now. You I know mean, what I'm saying? If, like, you, if you showed me an iPhone when I was eight and, and we had a Commodore 64 and I was pounding out little, like, I made my own little program and something like that, you know. I, I wouldn't have known what to do. I, I remember this getting insane. I remember getting my first 486 processor. <laughs> like the fastest thing. Dude, in the world. I didn't get it for it, so we were poor. So we had a gifted to us a 286, and I would play A Train on it, 
And eight, I don't know. You got, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm going like way down. <laughs> we'll go, yeah, we're going way down. The yeah, a train was a game made by by Maxis, who ended up making like SimCity or sort of SimCity. Okay, so that that was their like next big thing. Like they made the original SimCity and SimCity 3000 and so on and so forth. But the, one of the first games they put out was a train, and it was a simulation game, and you would build railroads and stuff like that. But on my 286, it would go, and like it would take. 15, 20 minutes to get through a day. And I went over to a friend's house. He had a 486. He had like a specked out computer. And I'm like, oh, hey, you have A-Train. Let me, let's pull that up. And it's like, like one day is gone, one day, one day, one day. Like so fast. I'm like, this thing is flying. He's like, well, no, that's how it runs. I'm like, not on mine. <laughs> that's abandoned wear now. This is how old I am. This, that's abandoned where, like, now you can download it and play it on a DOS emulator on, I mean, I'm telling you this because I've done it, DOS emulator on your on your computer, you pull up the DOS emulator, then you run the program, you can legit play E-Train. I, I just got to be real. For freezies. Real with you. I don't think I would do that. I mean, I my heart would hurt inside realizing that so much time has passed and I'm this old. No, no. I'm like, I'm like, I remember playing this game. This game is not as fun as I remember it was. <laughs> oh, it I, seemed a lot cooler back then. Yeah. yeah we got one of those with the old, the old uh, Nintendo games, the original oh, 8-bits. And I'll tell you what, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> they're, so, they're terrible. Hold on. There's I'm some great games in so there. Hold on. Hold but on. There's, some, there's some dogs in there, too. Oh, my God. Most of them are junk. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you like Super Mario 3. is still Super Mario 3. Like, yeah. It's still Super good. Mario. Yeah. My so my my wife got me like a little NES mini. Yeah, uh, I want the Super Nintendo. I don't have it yet, but I thought I grew up playing Nintendo games. And I play, I played like five Nintendo games. I really grew up playing Super Nintendo games. Yeah. I didn't realize that till like, she got me this, and You're I'm like, like I don't this. these games are like, <laughs> like this is awful. But my kids, like they got into it. Like yeah. my son, and my daughter would sit down and they would start banging out Super Mario. Yeah. And they were the same level over yeah. and over and over. You would think you would get bored playing the same, so, the first level and be super excited they made it to the second level. Just, you know, the underground one, two, world one, two. Yeah. They're so excited. I got to the underground level. Just running around Dude. super excited. Yeah. yeah. And you would have to spend hours to get to that. So yeah. I was that kid. Like I was eight years old. We had an old NES, old new NES at the time. Yeah. And you would play the same game level over, over and, and over, over. And they weren't like over. quick they were like you're like 15 minutes into this level and that the very last bit the final boss kills you and you're right back to the front and you just keep coming back for more i put that's why i stopped playing the snes <laughs> it's because you couldn't pause anything you couldn't save a game and so they when they brought the mini back then they you could save it. like save states and load safe yeah so, so like, you but uh, you're absolutely right. Play, but you know, you didn't have any other nowhere. options, no. right? Like that—that's the thing. Like you would rent the game, and it doesn't matter yeah. how bad the game was. Like that—that that was your weekend, you and you're like, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> muscle through this as okay. bad as this game is. <laughs> Top Gun crashing into the thing. I remember saying at this place, and that like they had a Nintendo at the time. Super Nintendo was big, so I had a Super Nintendo at home. But all this place was, and I was going to be stuck there for two weeks. The only thing they had was was a Nintendo. They had like Mario Brothers and they had like Top Gun. Top Gun. And Top awful. Gun was the worst. It was a terrible I don't think game. I ever played Top Gun. It was oh, it was awful. fun when you got in the air because you got to shoot missiles and you got yeah. to shoot down other fighter planes. Like that part was land. cool. 
but you had to land. Or do you remember having to get to, gas? To refuel, yeah. <laughs> and if anybody yeah. listening to this has ever seen what that process looked like, it was very well, interesting just YouTube process. it. Yeah. It is the worst thing in yes. the whole wide world, and it would fail every time. And it's telling you nose you just, up, <laughs> nose down, speed up, speed down, and right into the water. Impossible, man. <laughs> or you to overshoot the the... The, the landing. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're supposed to land on a carrier. Yeah. Uh, so you overshoot the carrier uh, and it's like, oh, no. And then back over. Very little Start control. the game all <laughs> over again. It was awful. That's how they did it back then. Man. But the, the whole game is one scene. There's like four different things that happen in it, but it's one scene. You yeah. go up, you fly, you sit down. That was the entire game. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I've, I've logged at least 15 hours in there. <laughs> I, I, look, I don't know if you guys know this, but if, if there was actually, remember, um, I think it may have been on the 64, I can't remember, but years later, there was a 007 game. Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah, Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Did you huge. see? Dude, that on, was huge. Every gamer ever was playing Goldeneye. Did you see on Reddit that they were going to remake that game and the company that was going to remake it? Ended up going out of business. Something fell apart. Billions. I'm not saying millions. I'm saying billions. Billions of comments wow. about this. Like probably it one was of the, the hottest game. Like yeah, when you started yeah, it was the so multiplayer hard. There was nothing game. Like it. Well, it was the first multiplayer game you could really get into. By the way, you guys can edit the podcast, right? No one's gonna yeah. have to listen to us listen. To <laughs> no, no, no. They, hey, listen. We're just gonna share this in the gamer <laughs> the part of Reddit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, stuff in Reddit and the podcast talk about video old. I'm just, video I'm just thinking about my boss listening to this, going, oh, dude, what, what the hell seriously? happened? <laughs> no, this honestly, no, it just, hey, th- this is what this is what we do on the podcast. Yeah, and, and your so boss like, needs to know, like, this is how you connect with people. This is what this is what connecting with people looks like. Yeah. And and so so they're not going to do the game again. Oh, so here's the deal: is what happened Someone's was is nobody up, right? from that company that was going to remake it realized that there had been a leak of the video game, and so it it got shared on YouTube, and people lost it when they found out it wasn't going to happen. And these guys, like they get bombarded. They didn't. Yeah. I mean, it was like this whole social thing. Yeah, you'll have to go check it out because I mean, like they. Uh, I'll even search it before we go. We'll look and see how many views the video had. That's crazy because it it was the oh, first like you think of all the tour of duties yeah. and all these like that was, that was like the, that was, that was the predecessor yeah. and I remember playing that and the reason why I never got into Gold Knight she was too damn small I couldn't see it right I every TV that anyone played on was like this yeah. big and so <laughs> yeah. your little window box of where you had to look and see what was around you and all my buddies played it so much that I I would play and die and I play and die yeah and I didn't have the game so I'm just like yeah. it's fun to play with you guys. But I can't see anything. So, I'm okay, so I look. So th- this is just a video of the remakes. Look, eight hundred seventy-four thousand views, four hundred sixty-nine thousand views. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just video after video of, of the people remastering like the thing. What just they the, were at the attempted remaster. Yeah. So I had I had uh, on sixty-four. I, I bought Turok. I don't know if you guys remember this game. I remember the game. So it was a first-person shooter. I thought it looked so cool. You're running around shooting arrows at dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. I'm like, this is going to be flipping awesome. But the the N64 controller was so clunky for like 3D, up and down, left and right, with the yellow buttons. Like, And I'm swinging around. I'm like, this is awful. I can't. I can't play this. So I didn't get into it. And it wasn't until I think maybe PlayStation 2 that the dual got used to the Yeah, the dual thing where you're like doing this thing here and you're like, okay, this now it's intuitive to me. 
and I didn't think my kids were going to pick it up. Like they still like we we bought a switch. I ended up buying two also because oh, yeah. she said so they could both play it there. Yeah. Um, but they like they were so into the 2D games. I ended up buying a Nintendo Switch for them. And, you know, thinking about Mario Odyssey and you just started buying yeah. all the Mario games and like they took to the 3D stuff so quick. Like yeah. so much quicker than I did. I remember trying to switch to 3D. Yeah. It, it was a learning curve. Yeah. You learned on Super Mario 64. Like that's how you learned how to, how to navigate the 3D world. Because otherwise you were just bouncing around and dying. Just left and right and up and down. Yeah. Them. Mine was mine was Mario Kart. That the oh. Super Mario Kart on the 64. That was the one that like we, we played you. that for hours yeah. and hours. Yes. That's where I got used to the, the, the middle joystick for sure. Yeah. yeah. Star Fox for me. Star Fox, Star Fox was the jam, dude. Yeah. It was legit. I I ended up buying it on the Wii U. I'm a Nintendo nerd, yeah. So uh, I have I'm right there with you, man. I played all those games. <laughs> I mean, I, I never bought a Wii, but I did. I like. I bought the Wii U because it was HD, and I could. It, it, it emulates the Wii, so it like it plays the entire Wii catalog, and the controllers moved over, so I could buy like old, like just used uh, Wii controllers and use them on my Wii U. I don't know. It didn't take off, but. Uh, I bought the 64 because uh, <laughs> I wanted to play some of those old games and, and Star Fox 64 was so good. <sighs> now I feel so old. What's that? <laughs> I feel so old now. I want to go play some old nostalgia <laughs> video games. Yep. Like, that's what I want to go, go do. get your emulator out. <laughs> no, I mean, it, so many things are coming around now. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't torture myself like that. I've figured out why you're so nutsos is because you spend all of your time going back wishing you were 18 again. No, no, you kidding me? I hated my teenage years. It was awful. <laughs> as awkward as you are now, I can only imagine. You can only imagine. It's so, it was so much worse. Yeah. Now, like, at then I used to, like, care what people thought. Like, now I just don't care anymore. So. <laughs> you can embrace the dork. I can embrace, embrace the, the dork. dork. I, yeah, I, d- I could give two craps. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, this definitely hit the mark for me for this last podcast. I feel I feel like we we just all of a long day and just let it derail and you know no, what? I, That's I, all I, awesome. I, you need to yeah. listen to the podcast. I'm telling you right now, it is this is like just, they start on a topic. I don't know how many episodes we'll get into it, and we're like, this is not what we were supposed to talk about. And I'm like, shut up. Here we go. <laughs> hey, listen, you need to stop the live stream. I've got questions. Okay, what? Why would you, like, that's such a cliffhanger here. That's awful. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to ASOG.site and click on the Become a Patron Now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show and gets you several perks and is tax deductible. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always... If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.